What is up, everybody? Uh, back to Real Talk, um, the Storm Ministries podcast where we talk about uh, real issues that uh, students hear about and maybe deal with on a daily basis. Uh, I'm your host, Riley, today, and uh, I have some very special guests with us. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be a man of God and uh, how that compares to uh, the world's view of a man of God. And um, would the guests like to introduce themselves? Hey, uh, I'm KJ or Kadeem. I'm in uh, the 12th grade, and a uh, fun fact about me is uh, I played football once. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Hi, my name is Jeffrey. I'm also in the 12th grade. Uh, fun fact about me is uh, I love food. It's going to make me happy. Get me food. I got you. Especially grapes. Uh, okay, my name is Riley, and uh, I'm in 12th grade, and I love basketball a lot, especially LeBron. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, the first question I have for you guys uh, what is your definition of being a man of God? Like to you, what is exactly a man of God? Um, I think being a man of God is literally putting your life on the line. Mm-hmm. It's like the definition of literal service. Cause when God defines a man, well, first of all, let's think about this. If God created man in his image, everything like a man is also going to be like God. So if I want to be like a man, we got to also know what God is like. So when I when I look at God and how when he created man, we're servers. You know, we put our lives on the line. Uh, we're protectors or providers. Anything that God has done, we're also supposed to reflect. He'd be like, okay, what? But aren't women, you know, similar to men? Yes. Right. See, God created the spirit of man, but male and female are kind of like a, a physical host for their spirits. Or, you know, they're, male and female is like a physical host for the spirit of man, but when I define a man... It's literally, I want to say, server. I like so, that. Yeah. What about you, Jeffrey? Uh, I kind of like what KJ said about when a man, when you're a man of God, you put uh, God before yourself and what God wants before what you want to do. So I think the f- most important component of being a man of God is the God aspect. You got to put God first in what, mm-hmm. everything you do. Absolutely. I think if you do that, everything else will follow, like what KJ listed. You'll be a protector. You'll be a provider. For sure. You'll be courageous. I like that's a good word, courageous. I like that. Yeah, I think, I think like I I, I agree with both you guys. Like that's perfect, and I really th- especially think like being a man of God means like, I think I'm gonna use the word courage actually, having the courage and strength to give your will to Him, even like when you don't want to, because I found like sometimes being a man, like just in general, like it's hard to like give certain things up to God, because like some stuff I want to hold on to. And it's difficult to give that up. Like, it's my will. Like, it's what I desire to do. Yeah, like, sure. sexual things or, like, prideful things or respect from other people. Like, that's my thing that I want that. But then I, sometimes I forget, like, oh, I need to give that to God because, like, that's what a man of God would do. So, mm. All right. So, KJ, what do you define a man of the world as? Like, what does the world define a man as? Well, what first comes to my mind is a powerful person because... There's nothing wrong with power, but if it's misused, it can be, become very deadly. If you look at world leaders throughout history, most most world leaders were first men. And he's like, oh, look at that man. You're thinking about powerful, rich person. But you look at Jesus, he was the most powerful person in history, yet he was able to be humble about it. So when I think about power, it's, it's, it's like uh, no self-control. So meekness right. is power under control. And I just a man, a man has like no self control. He's angry, self righteous. Mm. I always see these videos. I used to be like this, where 
It's like, I got to outwork everybody and, you know, hate everybody and shut them up because if I didn't, I wouldn't be a man or, uh, you know, I would look weak, but it's really about service. So uh, power, power is always the first thing that comes to my mind is like, man, if the more people I can control, the more of a man I am. So yeah, that's what I, I think. like. That that's a I I feel like that's a that's a big fact. Like I think I think the world definitely views you as like someone that needs to be powerful. What about you, Jeffrey? What do you think the world defines like a man as? I think it's the exact opposite of a man of God. So when I said uh, what a man of God was, I said it was someone who put God who puts God first. And so I think a man of the world would be someone who puts themselves first. Ooh. And more specifically, uh, in Ephesians five three through four. It says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For sure. And I, I like that verse because like, I think that talks about like, almost like be clean like a saint, like don't have like coarse, false speaking, like language come out of your mouth. And um, I think you define that well, like definitely a man of the world like has false words that come out of his mouth and coarse joking um so yeah that was one of the three bible verses we're actually going to read today because uh the bible actually has a couple definitions of what a man is uh kj would you like to read the second verse yeah sure so romans 13 13 nlt says because we belong to the day we must leave this uh live decent lives for all to see don't participate in darkness of wild parties or drunkenness or in sexual Proscumities and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Oh, I like that. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Well, it really means just, you know, stay away from the world. You know, when we want to give our attention to something, we're giving our lives to it. You know, whatever you give your attention to, it means everything. So, like, if I give my ear to somebody, I'm really giving them my attention. Mm-hmm. And when another word for listen is obey. So, and... So think about this. Listening isn't just, you know, his listening with my ears is listening with my whole soul, with my eyes, right. my ears, my body, you know, who I have sex with, um, who are my friends. It's, it's really who I obey to. So when it talks about jealousy, drunkardness, uh, sexual problems, it's like if you want to be spiritual, I got to put myself around spiritual people. For sure. I got to I got to be around that. So when I'm really being oh God, obeying God when I'm around people like, you know, mm-hmm. my friends right, right now, we're doing a God podcast. I got to put myself around people that can, you know, demonstrate God in my life or I'll fall into uh, sin more often. Yeah, for sure. I like that. That's, that's a fact, man. Uh, I have a verse. It's called it's first uh, Corinthians 613. And it says, you say food for the stomach and the stomach for food and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and for then the Lord for the body. And I think like going off what you said, like our bodies were meant like for God. You know what I mean? Like we were designed perfectly. We weren't designed to do sexual immorality things. We weren't designed to have like drunkardness or, you know, false foolish talk come out of our mouths. We were we were made perfect. And when we go out and do what the world says we should do, we go against what like God designed us for. And that's the complete opposite of, you know, love or courage or just the general idea of being a man of God. Um, yeah. So uh, we're actually going to get into some personal talk about like personal things that like we as guys have struggled with or like 
certain like other people have struggled with. We don't have to say names or anything like that. And then after that, we're going to talk about like some solutions to those problems. Uh, so who would like to go first? Just talk about your life or someone else's. Or... Uh, something I struggle with personally is pride. I have a lot of trouble asking for help or admitting when like something's off, you know? I feel like I'm a man. I can handle it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I feel pressured per se, not by anybody else, but like by myself to keep it in. And like, you, you got this. You can do it by yourself. But there are a lot of times when you're dealing with life when you really can't do it by yourself. Mm. You need to open up. You need to ask for help. So yeah, I like that. You know, uh, speaking of what uh, Jeffrey's saying, I heard, uh, I think it was Chris Rock. He was saying that like women, children, and elderly people are loved unconditionally, but a man has to provide to be loved. So when he was, uh, when Jeffrey was saying, man, I got to be a man about this and not ask for help. It's like, for us to be loved, we have to provide something. And I think that's one of the biggest struggle men have to deal with. Cause but even though like na- naturally men are more closed off than women, it's still, still a struggle. Cause you know, we want to be a man. That's what culture has taught us. But, um, I think what I deal with the most is, uh, I mean, I think I think that pride is obviously there, but uh, sexual sin is probably the number one thing that every man has to deal with. And you, if you if you said you didn't, I think you'd be a liar. Oh no, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like they literally made a book. It's called Every Man's Battle. Mm. It's it's every single person. Like you know, I I used to read that book a lot, and my dad was like, "Do you ever like take notice to the title?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's just like a man's battle." He was like, "No, no, you like you missed a word. It's every single man." So if a man comes to you and says, well, I don't struggle with that, he's a liar. Mm. So, yeah, and I, and I think that uh, when, when you talk about women, I think it, they're, they're more feelers, right? Mm, so sure. I, remember, I remember in psychology it says men will cheat on you physically while women will cheat on you emotionally. So when it comes to sex, it's like, oh, I'm trying to get something physical. Right. Because we're, we're often phys- we're more physical and logical. But the way I had a... The way I kind of stopped, you know, acting out sexually is controlling my eyes and just disciplining myself. Because uh, also just knowing what a woman of God is made me realize they're more of just, you know, they're people instead of like an actual just body. And just knowing mo- knowing more information about God cleansed me. And I think it, it took time, though. I remember mm. uh, after I applied the discipline, I said, OK, God, I, I got all the discipline down what's next and for a while it just didn't go away so i asked for a miracle say hey god can you can you take this away from me and after i applied that discipline it it just went away like it just i just stopped it but i I say lust is i think there's a difference between lust and actual sexuality towards someone telling me about this this is this big yeah i I think there's a big difference between lust and actual sexuality because like if i value a woman uh, and I think they're pretty. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. God created sex. So if you're saying, hey, sex is wrong, you're calling God wrong. Mm. So like, so like when it comes to that, I say, okay, sex is good, but I can, I can value sex, but what I can't act out lustfully is self-control. So like, I have to have some self-control. Men, men, we have to practice self-control because women are, are always sexually ready, but men were always ready. Oh yeah. That's how our body was created. So like, you know, girls have, you know, their period. Uh, I don't know how all that stuff works exactly, but right. I know men are always ready. So it's it's more about we got to practice more of a discipline because if we don't, it's it can go chaos. Because I know people that are totally normal, then they started watching pornography, then came became gay out of nowhere. I just, it, it freaked me out. I said, whoa, because it changes your psychology because 
we're supposed to allow dopamine to be in our body, but if we get too much, it starts my, uh, messing up our brains. Yeah, you're not, you're not supposed to release it like manually. It's supposed to come like when it's supposed to. It's not something like you're supposed to give yourself all the time. And that's why like you find that like people that do that a lot, like they don't get as much joy out of it over time because like they they're the body needs more dopamine. That's why drugs are such a bad thing because like you need more drugs every time you have it because you need to release more dopamine to get like a good feeling out of it. Um, but yeah, like I think a personal struggle for me is like obviously like the sexual stuff. Uh, but like another thing for me is like uh, like girls, like I've never done anything with girls obviously, but like. I have a problem where like I always have this need to like be talking with a girl or like have a girlfriend like I don't know it's just like it's weird I don't know what it is uh, and I've never actually like really opened up about that uh, but like it's been an issue for me and I think you've pointed out before KJ that you know that's a big thing that I've dealt with but uh, yeah I think a big thing for me is like always needing to have like to talk to a girl like like we're dating or something mm-hmm. like that yeah, but uh, I think I think uh, when we uh, do stuff like you know go to pornography sites or drugs, it's because we have another issue. You know, it, I mean, a lot of it is ignorance. But just say if right. we know about it, I noticed I didn't start really recovering from you know having sexual problems until I healed from other pain. Because like it's kind of like a coping mechanism. It's like the more dopamine I get, I'll feel better, right? Dopamine, dopamine, is something that makes us feel good. So if we're going through a lot of pain and experiencing it. We can have, you know, like stuff like drugs or dopamine to, you know, cover up, maybe cope with it. Because, like, I know some people, if they just stop, you know, trying to get that dopamine, they're, they're going to feel a lot of pain. Depression and, like, yeah, exactly. everything. And I think that that's another reason I think, like, you know, the devil just knows what he's doing. Like, he will, like, purposely, like, ruin your life so that you go to those things. Like, you go to the things that really, like, separate you from God. And God's, like, very clear when he says, avoid like sexual immorality he's not saying avoiding sex because like obviously like kj said it's good for you god meant made it for you but like there's a certain way and a certain time like you do and don't do it um and like obviously you don't want to do it with more than just like everyone you want you know what i mean like you can't just do that uh but and it's just other things too like you know lusting at woman like he tells us to avoid that so um for you guys like what are what are like solutions like like things you found, like little tips and tricks, like that you've used in the like in the past that you've heard of, like to avoid like sexual immorality or like having pride in your life or uh, just just anything like that makes you like uh, fall short of God's glory. Uh, honestly, remembering that everybody struggles, it's a good way to be like, oh, it's okay for me to struggle as well because every man struggles with something. It's you not know, just me. It's not just me. I'm not alone. You know, I like that. And then for the sexual immorality struggle, something that helps is when I feel my eyes start to like drift, I will bounce them back. Something ah. I read about, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Every Bouncing. man, God's yes. man, yep. bounce. So yeah, that helps. That's my dad's favorite word. Bounce. bounce. I, yeah. Man, every time I go to Pastor Mark's house, that's Riley's dad. He just talks about bouncing your eyes. He said, I've heard this a million <laughs> times. But yeah, I think... um you know, I think when I become more of a man, I remember when I was first figuring out, man, I'm not really a man because yeah. I, I just I got I was starting to get a little bit more wisdom and I was looking at all the things men do. and I'm like, dude, I suck. So uh, I think the biggest step was how much time I spent with God because he created us. Right. 
Right. So I didn't grow up with my father because, you know, stuff happens. So I, the only father figure I had was God. Mm. So it, it, was, it was actually a blessing because my father wasn't the best father figure. So I adopted God's personality more than I adopted my actual father's personality. So when I adopted these things, it was it, when uh, the solution to these things was just hanging out with God more often because God knows you in and out. And he would point out things that I wouldn't even see in myself or I wouldn't even think about, you know. So if you like what it is to stop, you know, problems, it's, it's spending time with God. Just knowing who you, who you are is probably one of the biggest things because I, th- I think a problem with men nowadays is we don't have vision because the, I remember, I think it was Helen Keller. Uh, she can't she can't hear, I think, and she can't see. But she said, it, I think it's worse to not have a vision in your life than actually be blind. So, and, mm. I, and I think that, like, a lot of men nowadays, I think if they just find their purpose and vision, they'll be well on their way. Because, you know, it's, a lot of people come out of high school like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then they just get stuck. But if you tell you what, if you, if you have God in your life and you have a clear vision... I can tell you what, I, I can see uh, most of those problems will go away because when you're really motivated, you will do what it takes to get there. Because I know when I apply discipline, discipline will take me to places motivation can't. But like, I remember that it's just discipline, you know, talking to God every day. You got to find your alone spot to talk to him because that, that's how I got wiser. But I, I, that's mostly most of your problems will get solved generically because I can go on for men. When it comes to problems for men, I can go on for hours. Mm. So just just being in this time we have, I'll say, you know, find a quiet place to talk to God and listen because you can be hearing God. But are you listening? So that that's what that's my advice to people that are, you know, struggling with all that, because, you know, things God told me about sexuality and manhood are unbelievably wise because, you know, the, even though the Bible it's in the Bible, God can show you why he said that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like all that, man. And um I think like you and Jeffrey kind of like hits like something like connected with that. Like if you spend time with God, like everything else follows. I remember when you said that in the beginning that everything else will follow. Um, but it takes, it's more than just like, I mean, I, I was talking about it t- today. Like, you know, you can have a desire to follow God, but if you don't apply yourself, any of your life to it, man, you're not going to change. You know what I mean? Like you're, if you want to be better at basketball, you can't just think about it. Right, you have to actually go shoot your free throws if you want to be a better free throw shooter. Yeah. You have to go practice dunking if you want to be a better dunker. You know, and like it, it's more than just like thinking about it and desiring it. Like obviously you want the desire to be there. If there's no desire, then like you're not gonna want to go apply. But um, I think like a big thing for me is like I think of two things. Number one, I think of like how did Jesus, how did Jesus overcome? Mm. How did he choose not to sin? Like because right. Jesus is human, he had a sinful nature. Mm. I'm human, I have a sinful nature. So I can do just what Jesus did. There's no excuse. And I think it definitely comes down to that, that discipline. Um, and a big thing for me, like when overcoming like personal struggles, um, I, I like to play games with myself almost. Like with the bouncing thing, like I'll tell other boys about it. And then like when we go out and hang out, like we'll, we'll like play games. Like we'll blue like- Blue sky, blue sky. Yeah, so, we have, so we have a secret code, right? So, like, if one of the boys, like, sees, oh, like, there's a girl wearing, like, some really showy clothes, but someone else didn't see it, you say, hey, blue sky. And then that, like, gets the other person's guard up because that's a big thing. You need to keep your guard up all the time. It doesn't matter where you are or when you're, like, when, when the, what the time is. Like, you have to keep your guard up 
Because if your guard's down, this the devil's going to get a foothold on you. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's why we have that code, like, blue sky, because it reminds you, oh, keep my guard up. Keep my guard up. Like, make sure I bounce. And my dad always tells me, he says, if you look once, it's okay. If you look twice, you know you've got a problem. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think I think that's to- I totally agree with that because, like, I feel like even when it comes to women, too, like, you're naturally going to look, look at what you're attracted to. Right. You're obviously naturally going to. Oh, hello. So you know? I, I was reading uh I was reading an addiction book and it was talking about first thought wrong. Mm. So it's like the first thing that comes to your mind, don't trust it. And I remember like and it, and it comes to anything because think about like I have I have perfectionist problems. I mean I just kind of got rid of them, but you know when the first thing comes to my mind, saying you got to do this perfectly. You know I, I used to go crazy about that. Yeah. But then and the same thing when it comes to like my lust and it's just like something will pop into my head. I'm like okay. It's a thought, but don't turn it into thinking. Mm. You know what I mean? Ooh. Mm. Don't dwell on it. I yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think um, my mom always says, like, be the overcomer. Like, don't let the devil overcome you. I remember when Pastor Zach was here, he used to always tell me, he says, why are we always playing defense with the devil? When are we going to start playing offense? When are we going to start making the victories? I, I think, you know I mean? you know, yeah. And uh, I remember seeing a pastor telling me the devil can only make suggestions. Oh yeah, oh, bro. Keep going, bro. Keep going. Okay, I keep going. I keep going. Okay. So uh, remember Adam and Eve when they started? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eve had complete control. Satan could. Satan had no control over Eve. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Satan, Satan made a suggestion to Eve, which gave him the ability to have control. Because he's like, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe, maybe this, right? So she got a second guessing herself, and she let her guard down. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember there's times where, like, I'm in the morning and I'm feeling really down. And I hear this voice in my head. It's like, you know, KJ, you're not that good. I'm like, hold up. That's not me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and I, I got to keep reminding myself. And I, and I say it out loud. You right. know, I mean, even if there's people around me, I whisper it to myself. Because, look, God said life and death come from the tongue. I talk right back. I say, look. I talk right back. Keep I say, talk, look. I say, say, say Satan, shut up. You know, like, so he's like. Oh, you're weak. I said, no, God made me. I'm strong. Amen. Bro. And, but Amen. the thing is, the thing is, it's that simple because your brain wants to, your brain wants to experience it. Right. Right. So think about like, you know, you know, mumble, uh, what's it? Muscle memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you say it, you, your mouth is a muscle. So when you process it, that your brain starts to think like, okay, this is, this is true. Cause the more you hear uh, something, the more you become, come like it. Let me tell you what, the person that talks to you the most is going to be yourself. Ooh. So if you if you're telling yourself wrong things, you're gonna destroy. See, like Satan, Satan's gonna get angry if you start talking to yourself the way God wanted you to talk to yourself. Cause like if you tell yourself, I said God created me, I'm blessed, I'm I'm loving. I mean, God made me loving. God has a plan for me. You know, you keep talking to yourself like this it, it, in your thoughts. Satan's gonna have a hard time because you only can make your uh, you only can make suggestions to you. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I su- Satan can say, I suggest, you know, maybe it won't hurt to look at this person one more time. Mm. But you say, hold on, I'm not going to compromise that. I'm a man. You know, I say that. You got to say that bro. out loud. I say, I say, I, I, I think that um, when I really started having control of my life and having real like spiritual power, it's when I start declaring it because that it, it becomes alive. Because if I don't say anything, it's dead. There's nothing. Mm. There's nothing alive Ooh. right now. Right. It's in my body. Yeah. But it hasn't came alive into a you know the physical realm. So when I declare it, it, it becomes real, cause it, it lasts forever. 
Exactly. And I think going off what you were saying about declaring it, like making it known, one of my favorite Bible verses, it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I realize it, say, it, it the Bible doesn't say submit to God and the devil will flee from you. There's mm. one more step. You have to resist him. So like you have a personal choice you can make. God can't force you to do stuff. Neither can the devil. So you have to like legit say, I'm not going to do this. You have to declare it and you have to mean it. Like, you know, I'm telling, you know, I've told a lot of men, like young men that I've like worked with before. They said, Riley, I struggle with like masturbation and stuff. Like, how do I escape it? I said, if you're dealing with it, pray, get out your room, go for a run, go play basketball, Mm. get out the house, just get away from your room. And go talk, go talk to someone. Call me on the phone. Like, do anything to kick the devil out. Like, just remember, like, he doesn't own you. Like, that's what you were just saying. Mm. The devil doesn't own you. You're not his property. You're God's property. And, like, let him know. I kind of I kind of feel the Holy Spirit telling me, he says, Satan is angry. I kinda, yeah, that's I kinda, what I'm feeling, I kind of feel it. I kind of feel the Holy Spirit trying to tell me, he said, there's three men in this room, and he's talking about man, manly stuff. See, there's nothing Satan's more scared of than the man of God. Oh, let me tell you what. Look at David, bro. Well, yeah, mm. it said, uh, you know, it said in the Bible somewhere. I'm pretty sure it said, uh, Satan did not like Apostle Paul. Oh, oh no. He he no, absolutely no, no, no. despised this man. And just just wait till uh, we have a podcast about women. That's gonna make him even more upset. But oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's gonna get good, bro. Mm. Yeah, but um, okay. um, look at Jesus. You know. Jesus was the definition of a man of God. Like, he wasn't just the son of God. He was a man of God. And the devil killed him. That's how angry he was with him. Uh, I, I mean, no, that was a big mistake, too. But the thing know? is, G- Jesus said, I'll let you kill me and come back. That's what Jesus said. You know how bold that is? Oh, he, yeah. just, he, said, he said, okay, I fear the one that takes my soul and my life. I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. That, he's just not having authority over him. He said, Satan can try to kill me, but hey, I'll come back. <laughs> exactly, bro. Period, man. Um, yeah, so I just had one little thing to read. It's just like the bottom line fact of everything we've been talking about. So it says, uh, the devil will work in your weaknesses. The fact that you cannot overcome the struggle on your own shows that you're weak. Mm. So that's where God comes in the rescue though. You have to give your problems to the Lord and use his word to defend yourself against the devil. And again, it's that verse, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And yeah. That reminds me of that uh, verse in uh, second. I think it, I don't know. It's one of the Corinthians, but it said, you're made perfect in weakness because mm. God's grace. I said, if I was saying, I'd be like, really? Think about it. You Satan's made helpless at this point. He said, your weakness becomes stronger. You become stronger in your weakness. So think about this. Every, every man, listen to me right now. If you're going through some sexual, uh, sexual problem, remember this. You're made stronger in your weakness because of God. Think about exactly. that. It's a, it's, instead of having confidence, have God fidence, you know? Ooh. The devil's not going to attack you with your strengths. No. And he can try, but... Yeah, yeah. But, and the thing is, it's just my great... You're made stronger in weakness. You know how powerful that verse is? It's like, yeah. See, but and in my opinion, I think God made us weaker in some things. So he can boost us up in other things. That's how. Yeah, exactly. That's how so we like, succeed in life. Like Riley can speak on this. I'm not that good at math. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We don't have to talk about it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, my intuition for like, you know, helping people is extremely high. You know, so I, I have a lot of friends that tell me like, KJ, how'd you know that? I ain't tell nobody. I was just like, oh, yeah. I just kind of read talk, you. We, we all talk about that. I just, I just kind of read your feelings. And I just, so, so some things God made us weekend on purpose 
I mean, but there's there's sinful weakness and there's just uh, things God made this weekend because I, I think God does that to rely on his strength sometimes. But yeah, I really appreciate that verse. I'm like, think about it now. I'm kind of like, think about this. You're impenetrable. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the devil has no power over you mm-mm. except what you give him. Exactly. The suggestions. It's what you give Satan. You know, don't like don't make any leeway. It says put on the full armor of God. Actually, free will is the most powerful thing. Oh yeah, it's God. God even can't stop your free will. That's how it's. It's so powerful that God can't stop it. Oh no, it, it, it's just like, you know, Eve. God said, "Okay, I can't do anything about that." So Eve and Adam he, made a mistake. I mean, he can, but he won't intervene. Mm. No, no. I like that better. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, yeah, because uh, he can, but he can't intervene. Because that goes against what God stands. It's love. Yeah. yeah. Love. Love is free will. For sure, because anything that has to do with control isn't love. Yeah, my bad. Ignore that, because like nothing is more powerful than God. Period. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Does anyone have any like just final thoughts? Yeah. Um. I think. I think. Uh. I suggest. I'm just gonna suggest some books for you guys, because I'm. Ooh, a re- I like that. I'm, I'm a reader. Yeah. There's one that's called Five Marks of a Man. Uh. Every young man's that's a good battle. Book. Mm. Oh yeah. Riley's re- read some of that. I forgot. Yeah. Um and I, and I and I think it's a read Pursuit of Purpose by Dr. Miles Monroe. I I really I think this is actually going to help you become more of a man, but bottom line is you when you become a man, you're going to help so many more people. And uh I think as I say when I am I spreading this to you, I want you guys to spread it to other people cuz you got to tell the young you got to tell other men. You know, if, oh yeah. Cuz I was That's reading ministry. I was reading a book and it was saying that like there was this old man and he was about like 64 years old and he had a masturbating problem and he went to this addiction person. He said, look, I'm in my room, 64 years old, masturbating in the dark. This sucks. If that, if you want, if that, if you want to be that guy, I'm telling you what guys, I don't, I don't think you want to be that guy in the future, but, um, it, it's hard. It's hard to be a man. It's, it's a hundred percent hard. We have one of the hardest jobs and I, I just pray that you guys can submit Submit to God. I think every man, you're not a man without God. And exactly. I heard I heard a man, a Muslim man say this. He said, you are no man without God because God created man. And I think the biggest thing for men to do is worship him. I, I think that's one of the biggest problem men have because when you look at, uh, I think it's easier for women to worship than men when it comes to like singing because naturally we're not, we're not that affectionate because like, no. Cause like I know I know some people some some men you know like I I say like uh, Riley's dad very emotional very emotional <laughs> for sure but I I think I think uh, tendency of men is to be very close so when men really have to worship because I noticed that struggle with men I remember I was looking at camp Yava Pines and uh and I and I was looking at the crowd I saw I see the women's side and they were like clapping and all Crying of this and everything then I look at the men they got their hands in their pocket and I run down there and I start dancing i said what are you guys doing come on you know so i, I would say that That's like nice, it's easier for me to you know do it alone because it no one's around me to see but i think i think as men we have to worship god i said the biggest thing for me was i, I remember asking god i said why do we worship it wouldn't seem kind of selfish if we worshiped you all the time and he said, god told me that said worship isn't for me it's for you worship's for us because everything that goes around, I said God created us to God created us to be loved by Him, and to love Him. So it goes full circle. Worship is like, you know, giving your full attention. So obey. Remember that. I think men have to worship more. 
you know, when it comes to song, your body, because everything we do is going to affect other people. Because us as leaders, we, we'll automatically affect everybody else. So when we, we have to worship God more. And I think that's one of been have probably been my biggest struggle when it comes to that. Because I'm like, man, singing this song about a lamb is not that entertaining. Mm, yeah, it's not, it's not. And I'm just like, geez. And, but then I go to church and there's some ladies that are like clapping and doing spins. I'm like, I w- I'm like, dang. That's if that's a spiritual gift right there. I want. I wish I had that one. Bags, bro. But um, I, I think I think men need to really get on their knees more and start mm-hmm. praying and singing. Cause be I, real. I think there's less men in the church nowadays. Sad, sad to say that. There's more boys, and I think I know. Uh, you got to get Pastor Eddie on here, but oh man, Pat, Pat, be, now that's that. That would be a real, real talk. That that man will probably talk about forty minutes. Cause oh yeah. So your your bottom line fact is a man, man need to worship. Men need to worship. I like. That. I think I think that's the. It's just full submitting to God. Women, look, women. Let me warn you right now. If you're about to marry someone, don't marry a man that's not submitted to God. Period. Do not. I mean, we're all singles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, but um, and, and as spiritual leaders, if you're in leadership, you need God. God's the biggest leader. He created leadership. He Take was, after him. You know, he, he was this, you know, the idea of leadership. So, man, I just, you got to worship God. Because I remember I told you, I spend a more alone time with God than anybody else. I, sp- I, probably, I probably make time for God. Like, if I want to do homework, but I'm like, I haven't spent time with God first, I'll spend time with God first. Because God's going to wind up speeding up my process. Because, mm. like, your peace is more valuable than anything else. Look, you being in the presence of God is more valuable than anything else. Cause that's good. That's go. That's your piece right there. So bottom line is, men worship as. If you get to do anything, if you get anything from this, worship God. Cause out of out of that, you'll solve all your problems. For sure. What about you, Jeffrey? Any final final thoughts to wrap it up? Mm. Uh, something similar to what KJ said. I think the hardest thing for men to do is to submit because you want to do everything yourself. You want to be like, I'm the man. I got this. You know. <laughs> facts. But no facts, bro. You really don't uh, got it all, you know? So um, once you submit, you realize that you're stronger than you ever were by yourself, you know? Mm. You'll be able to accomplish more. Wow. You'll be more approachable, you know? Your your overall physique, like people will naturally, I found that. I don't know about you, but like, I remember one day, like I like the whole, for like a whole month, like I just like read my Bible, like, and prayed like so much every day. Like I'm pretty sure I did for a couple hours a day. Like, and that's not to sound prideful or anything like that. And then I came to chapel one day and like everyone was just coming up to me like, Riley, like, I don't know what about it is today, but like, you're like glowing or something. Mm. Like, I just like want to talk to you about God. Like they legit said that. I was like, what's going on? And I, I didn't realize till like later on that like, oh my gosh, like you legit like emit God off of you wow. when you stay close to him. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey said something deep right there. That's I don't facts, know. If you, I don't know if you just mm. catch it. He said, he Fast, said, rewind um, and, re- and listen to that again. He said, he said something like. You know, we think that we got this, but we wind up hurting ourselves. But when we realize our mistakes, that's when we get stronger. Mm-hmm. Re- realizing that we are weak makes us stronger. Exactly. That, that's that's really that's really powerful. Cause, yeah, because we you just gotta submit because a weakness will come around. Sweet, I like that, man. Hey, so uh, actually, we're gonna do something for you guys special today. I don't think we've done this before, but uh, also we're gonna have more talks about like being a man. Like we're gonna have like talks about like relationships Ooh. like with men and then like 
being a father or something like that. Like we'll talk about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, bring your dad um, in here. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> but we'll bring our yeah. Okay, babe. Um, so, um, actually, I'll have you pray, me pray, and you finish prayer, and then we'll just pray for like a blessing on everyone that listened to this. So, cool, cool, cool. Holy Spirit, I pray that everybody that's listening to this can suggest it to other people, <laughs> but I pray that they can get something out of this. And if they don't, I pray you lead them to get something out of this. Um, I pray that you can help guide their thoughts, their words, and their actions as men. And I pray if there are any women are listening to this podcast, they can learn how to, mm. you know, serve men and just, you know, love men and teach men how to serve women. In uh, Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen. And thank you, God, so much for all you do. Uh, thank you for coming into this room today with Jeffrey, KJ, and me. And um, just using the spirit to speak through us to the people that are listening now and ask that everyone that's listening, just put a blessing on them, Lord, um, just, uh, guide their mind, guide their thoughts, guide their heart and, um, uh, keep our, keep our hearts guarded, Lord, because the devil is trying to attack us all the time. He's a, he's a roaring lion seeking to destroy. And I ask that you, um, just put your healing hand on us and your protecting hand. Like you tell us in Joshua that you protected the Israelites, you protected the people from, uh, the fury of Pharaoh and um, just keep us keep us safe, just like that, Lord. And um, and thank you for all you do. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, thank you for these two other people who are here with me. Thank you for their wisdom that they've shared. Help us to reach people. Help people to listen. And please bless everybody who is listening. Help them to be able to apply. Help us all to submit. And thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. And just in praying, thank you. Amen. Yeah, thanks guys for listening. Um, tune yeah. in next time. Deuces.